0: Amen. Thank you, Ronnie. Today we want
1: to talk about the nature of God. The point of this lesson is God has revealed Himself to us as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, uh, known as the Trinity. Trinity, as a word, is not anywhere in Scripture. But this is our description of God in uh the three persons that that He is. Now, the life connection here, in trying to understand the Trinity and and what it means, we can't really comprehend it. Uh, What the Lord does in the person of God the Father and Jesus the Son and the person of the Holy Spirit, we can understand some but we don't have an extensive understanding of what God does. Uh, He has revealed to us uh, bits and pieces, but to fully comprehend what God does is uh, beyond our abilities. Today's automobile is an example of things that we can't understand. Used to back uh, years ago, If you had a screwdriver and a wrench, you could pretty much fix anything on a car. And now it's, uh, you better have some computer skills and uh, a bunch of different things to even open the hood on on a car anymore. We enjoy the journey in the car. We have faith that it'll run and start Christians have struggled to understand the doctrine of the Trinity for thousands of years. But just as we use cars without fully comprehending how they work, we can embrace and trust the truth that God is one in essence and nature as well, but exists in three distinct persons. We're in John chapter 14. John the Apostle, the son of Zebedee, and brother of James likely wrote this gospel toward the end of the first century, making it the last of the four gospels. John's message focuses on a universal audience and explicitly strives to help readers believe that Jesus is the Messiah. That's talked about in John chapter 20. Chapters 1-12 through 12 focus on Jesus' earthly ministry, while the remainder of the book, including chapter 14, emphasizes the days surrounding his trial, his death, and his resurrection. When have you thrown up your hands and said that something was too complicated? Oh, I, I do all the time. I understand some things, but other things I get frustrated and fill up my hands, I guess. Even a TV remote. <laughs> TV right. Yes, it is. And if you got four or five remotes, good luck. That's right. To describe the Trinity, there's been many examples used. Uh, An egg as being the shell, the yolk, and the white uh, part of the egg. Uh, Water, ice, and steam has been another example used. The point is that it makes clear that all of these examples fall short of what the Bible teaches about God who is one in essence and three in persons. Jesus is talking with the disciples here in uh, these verses that we're going to read. They've been with Jesus for three years. And Jesus had already told them in John 14, 6 that I am the way, the truth, and the life. That no one comes to the Father but by me. Now, what Philip asks here, you got to commend him for it, because he's wanting to deepen. He wants some physical evidence of God the Father. He had heard Jesus talk about God the Father, but he wants something tangible, something physical that he can see. So you can, it's not a, not a bad thing to ask that. Go ahead, Ronnie. Hey, oh. Jesus said emphasized that God the Father was in him and uh, that he he was uh, in him. Let's go ahead and read these verses if someone would like to. John 14, 8 Philip said unto him, Lord, the Father, and it's a pipe Jesus
0: said unto him. Have I been so long dying with you when you be pastor? Thou not known of me, me? He that hath seen me hath seen the Father. And now sayest thou then, Show us the Father. Believest thou not? I am in the Father, and the Father in the truth words that I speak of you. I speak not of myself but the Father that dwells in me is just the words do it believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me or else believe me for the very okay. words that
1: you Jesus is essentially saying that if you can't grasp that I and the Father are one, believe me for the works' sakes. Because think of all the miracles that Jesus did that testify that it is God, that only God can do these miracles that Jesus did. And God did these things through Jesus, uh, the Son, Jim.
0: And the exact thing that Jesus said is, tell John to see the death.
1: Yes. And, not, and that's what he had to set aside with the Shekinah Lord of
0: because that was the killing problem. Nobody had seen the father who was whipped. And that was what uh, the uh, spirit told Moses. When Moses uh, was going to go ahead and God was bringing Moses to womb by letting him see... The back of the staff, basically, because most of us can see his face. Nobody can see my face and look. But what I'll do is I'll give you a generation here. You see, I've heard the translation. But, 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 mm-hmm. but I'm going to put you in the bunch of the rock, and I'll walk in front of you with my hand over your eye. The and then as he goes by, the hand gets removed. Moses sees the glory of God and back God. He in the glory of God and it changes him yes so Jesus says the Father and I are one he who has seen the Father has seen me we those who see Jesus Christ in faith see him as a gift even though we haven't physically seen him but uh
1: Faith, Amen. I so appreciate you bringing that point up, Jim, because I've got something here in the devotion that is right on right with what you're talking about. Ronnie, go ahead. so that they had to put a up for his That's how, how great it was. And it says no man lived, seen God the and so he from references in the Old Testament, yeah. nobody could see God and live. Just as God revealed part of his glory to Moses it's the same as part of his glory is being revealed through his son Jesus Christ it says that Jesus response to Philip's request to show us the Father likely echoes Moses' request in Exodus chapter 33 show me your glory in response to Moses' request God promised to cause all his goodness to pass before Moses but Moses wasn't permitted to see his face Jesus response to Philip in John 14 9 Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. Makes it clear that Jesus is the fullest possible encounter with God's glory. Echoes of Moses' request can be heard in John 1.14, which described witnessing in Christ the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father. John explains, no one has ever seen God, But the one and only Son, who is himself God, and is in closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. And that's uh, from verse 18. Philip's request uh, reveals a desire for more certainty. In his mind revealing that the Father, uh, it would suffice him to substantiate his faith. Show me the Father and and I'll be good to go. Is essentially what he was saying. Paul records in 2 Corinthians 12.9 that God's revelation that his grace is sufficient in our weakness. Jesus' followers believed that a little more evidence would be enough to fill the void that they were feeling. John's message throughout his gospel is that believing is seeing, not the other way around. Faith produces clarity and conviction. The disciples couldn't grasp yet that God and Jesus were one in the same. They just hadn't come to that point yet. But once they believed that, then they would get clarity and uh, conviction. And that was also the essence of Jesus' response to Philip's request. Jesus reminded his followers, he and the Father were one. They were and are co-equal in every sense of the word. Jesus had been with the disciples for three years. God had lived among them every day and they had seen his works and heard his preaching. What they had seen and experienced should have given them the security that they sought. They knew God because they knew Christ. Go ahead, Ronnie. Yes, there's some guy out on Old Clifton Road who's got a sign up in his yard that asks that very question, and it's got a bunch of verses in there that say no, and Jesus is God. Right there. Where you have God's
0: saints. Then you go to chapter one, the gospel of John. In the beginning was God, and the word was God, and the word
1: was God. And he became a question for the moment. Now, that answers all the questions. Yes, it does. Because God's word is completely true, it is without error. Just because you don't understand it doesn't nullify what, what it says or your misconception conception of what it's saying. It is what uh, God has given us and we must believe it and receive it. Now we're going to talk here in a minute about the third part of the Trinity, which is the spirit of truth. If he can get the disciples to believe that him and the Father... Are one, then he's going to introduce now to the Holy Spirit the other part of the Trinity. Now, if someone would like to read some more verses. getting ready to happen here. That's right and that is some uh, what 20 days after Jesus ascension After Is it 20 days or what is it, Jim? Okay. Okay, I, cu- I couldn't remember uh, what that was. Penta meaning five. When we think about the Trinity, it's easy to get your brain in a twist. How can one be Three. Are there three gods? Are they all the same? But we just have three names for them. The Trinity is a word that we use to try to put God's nature into human words. More importantly, it describes the three ways that God has revealed himself to us. He has revealed himself as God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Interestingly, we do not find the word Trinity anywhere in Scripture. But many passages help us to understand exactly how this works. John 14 is one of those places. And we also see at Jesus' baptism. That God speaks from heaven, this is my son in whom I am well pleased. You have the presence of the Trinity there through the voice of God speaking. We have Jesus, the Son, and we also have the Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus in the form of a dove. So there is the presence uh, of the Trinity there. Scripture emphasizes that faith involves believing what is not necessarily seen. Jesus called on his followers to evaluate their hearts, and to believe that He and the Father are one, even if they could not physically see the Father with their eyes. When you got saved, it is by grace that you were saved through faith in Jesus Christ. I didn't understand what was happening, but I knew that what came over me, what drew me to the Lord was a work of God. You can't even come to God unless He draws you. And it's a work of the Holy Spirit. Now Jesus is getting ready to go away. He talks about here that I will not leave you comfortless. That He would send a comforter. Which would be uh, translated another helper. Or one that would comfort. There's two words in the Greek for a comforter and one is a different comforter but the one that is used in this passage is one like the one the same in essence so this is a reference here too to the deity of uh, the holy spirit because he in sending the holy spirit he would be like jesus Jesus couldn't be everywhere physically while he was on this earth. Now he tells the disciples that he's getting ready to leave. He's getting ready to go to the cross and be uh, buried. That looks like bad news. But actually it's ushering in a new era. Because through Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, we have forgiveness of sins. Jesus died for the sins of the world, for those who would believe. So this is ushering in a new era. When the word of God became flesh and made his home among us, he came to us as Jesus, the son of God. Jesus is fully God and he revealed God to us in a way that we can relate to. He he became human like us. He looked like us. He could walk with us and talk with us. And most importantly, even though he is God, Jesus died as a human. The key difference is that Jesus died with our sin upon himself. He died in our place so we could be cleansed from our sins and have eternal life with him. Every culture in every place and every time can know God through general revelation. But Jesus reveals God in a different way. He does so in a personal, relatable way. Jesus, who is fully human, is also fully God. God the Father, the Sovereign, Holy Creator of the universe, can be seen in Jesus Christ, God the Son. The same characteristics that God the Father has are in God God the Son, Jesus Christ. His very nature, His uh, attributes are reflective of God the Father. So that's evidence that God the Father is in Jesus Christ the Son. And that it is through God the Father that Jesus did what he did on this earth. Ronnie. God, you know, you that. But the thing
0: is, uh, you have to really God's way of but he gave Jesus all power to heaven. All power to heaven. And when I've had people say, Well, he's not over the room. He's made over the room. I said,
1: No, he's making intercession for us. Agree. One thing when we mess up, he's making intercession. Yes, he is. Brother Jim. Yes. And then the Amen. He is our great high priest. Yes. In the Old Testament, the high priest never sat down because his work was never finished. And for Jesus to be seated at the right hand of of God the Father indicates that his work was completed, that he was able to sit down, and that he does intercede for us. And the Holy Spirit intercedes for us in prayer as well. I can't quote the scripture, but when we desire to pray, and we don't know what to pray or how to word our prayers, the Holy Spirit intercedes on our behalf. Yes, makes those prayers uh, to to the Father, Ronnie.
0: John 1 1, in the beginning was the
1: word, the word was with God, the word was. And I just to uh, stand on that first right here. Uh, uh, John was, so he, uh, he, he was the most of the people. In uh, fact, I think he took care of the word. Yes. And, uh, Let's go ahead and read these other verses here. Or I know we're going to run out of time like I usually do. You're all right, Ronnie. I appreciate you contributing. Thank you. John 14 23 26.
0: Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my word. And my father will love him, and we will come unto him, and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not, or not, keepeth not my sayings, and the word uh, that ye hear is not mine, but the Father's, for sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being yet present with me, but the which, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things, and bring all things your
1: whatsoever I have said I mean to you. that jumped out to me as to understanding that I need to be in God's word. if I know what God is, wants me to know or trying to teach me if I don't have any background in God's word it's going to be pretty hard for me to understand. But if we're in the Scriptures and and on a regular basis, uh, when situations come up, God will speak to you through verses that you've read. And I've had it happen before. Uh, Run into people or someone to testify to and maybe wonder as to what you're going to say. And you meet with them. And after you have... Later on, you may not even remember what you said. Have you ever had that experience? That you spoke with someone and try to recall what you said, and I couldn't even remember it because it was God speaking through me to that person uh, through scriptures and uh, that kind of witness. The Holy Spirit that we read about in scripture is the exact same Spirit at work in our hearts today. He still convicts us, moves us, and empowers us, and He dwells inside of everyone who calls Jesus Lord. The Father sent the Son to give us an example to follow and to die for our sins. He sent the Holy Spirit to continue the work of the Son by empowering believers to be his church. The Holy Spirit comes alongside us and instructs us in the the ways of God. Through the Holy Spirit, we can find God's truth in Scripture, live the way Jesus taught, and carry out the works that Jesus left for us to do to make disciples of all nations. The world doesn't know the Holy Spirit. Nor can they. Go ahead, Kenny. I wasn't looking over that way. Very good point, Kenny. In our image not my image, in our image, so that indicates that there's more than just God, the Father and Creator. Three. God was the author of salvation, uh, creation. Jesus was the agent which He used in creation, and the Spirit. Help me, Jim.
0: Form, and the spirit moved upon the, upon the deep and, uh, and then the Lord said and that's when the actual creation started, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth the Spirit and moved upon, moved upon the waters. And he was conditioned in the waters to be receptive to the creative order of God. And then the creation started with what it would be like. And the light was at that point in time. He had not made the sun and the moon or the stars, but the light that he had shown forth was
1: for. Jim, as you say that, that the Spirit prepared for the reception of the work of God, yes. I see that as the Spirit prepares our hearts Amen. for the work of God. It's a work of the Holy Spirit that moves on on us and draws us to God. We wouldn't seek God on our own, but he pursues us and such as he pursued me. And I, I use myself for an example of uh, the work of God in my heart and looking back on the situation and how that unfolded and how things fell in place and what took place that day and uh the week leading up to me receiving Christ was all a work of God. I remember that. I remember very, very. We were having a sweetheart Yep, we was. I remember I was with Brother Orby and we prayed over by Wittenberg football field, and we. We said we're not going to tell anybody today when we go back over to the banquet because we were still in preparation for it, cooking and decorating. We said let's wait till tonight and we'll tell everybody at the banquet this evening. As as soon as we got back in that kitchen, everyone knew it. Raging. Rachel told me later that day that she didn't know anything about what had happened. But she she told me at a basketball game, she goes, There's something different about you, Pete. She could see it in my face. So just as Moses' face had to be veiled, Ronnie. When he came down off the mountain. I believe maybe my face was shining as well. How does the persons of the Trinity work together to accomplish the purposes of God? God the Father was the author of salvation. And a, a plan that was set in motion in eternity past. Before uh, creation, God knew that men were going to disobey, and He loved us so much that He made a plan through the Holy Spirit and through Jesus' Son, a perfect plan of redemption.
0: That whole everything
1: that They couldn't possibly be opposed uh, one to another. And they never have been. True, so true. We need to give thanks this morning to God for being a God who reveals Himself to us. Thank Him for coming to us in Jesus Christ and for giving us His Holy Spirit to work in and through us. When Jesus left the disciples, They were probably a little scared when he died on the cross and was buried, and he was separated from them. But he was going to come to them in the form of the Holy Spirit and live in them, dwell in them, abide in them. And that's what the Holy Spirit does for us, He lives in our hearts. And gives us hope, in spite of all the things that are going on around us. The old world looks pretty, pretty shaky, don't it? All the things that are—I think—a lot of it's nonsense. Dr. Seuss, come on. Are we that far down the road that that's an issue now? Study, just as uh, Jim showed us here in Genesis 1, verses 1 and 2, and in John chapter 1, verses 1 through 18, you can underline where you see the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit in these passages. Make note of the similarities and differences in how the three persons of the Trinity are described. In your book. I th- it may be in there. There's a little colored square or section. Maybe at the back or somewhere in your book. The Bible teaches that God is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. In each of the columns below. List a word or phrase that describe. How you relate to each person. Of the, trin- of the Trinity. And it's got Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. How do you relate to God the Father? We thank Him. Thank Him every day for loving us. How do we relate to Jesus' the Son? He saved us regardless of who we who we are and then in the holy spirit i wrote down that he's always with me is how we relate to the holy spirit we speak to him through the holy spirit we can find god's truth in scripture live the way that jesus taught and carry out the work that Jesus left for us to do and that's to make disciples of all nations. Go ahead, Ronnie. When we pray with the Father, He said when we to So we always ask him to do And to ask and pray in God's will. I see I'm out of time. I
0: thank you for your attention. Thank you for your patience as well.